Hello and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and I'm from wellnessjourneys.co.uk. So today I'm going to be talking about how we can be true to ourselves and how others will change as a result of that. A book that I read every morning, a book of meditations, um, Be so true to thyself as thou be not false to others. That was a quote by Francis Bacon. There was a time when I prayed each morning to ask God to assist me in my daily work. Now I ask God to allow me to assist him in his creative work today. That makes all the difference because it acknowledges that the best we can do in our short time on earth is to cooperate with God and his work, knowing that God wills only what is best for all of us and that is our privilege to assist in his creation. May I just say that I use the term him um, and what God means to everyone is a personal choice I'm just reading from a book, Gardening the Soul, a spiritual day book through the seasons by Sister Stanislas Kennedy. And it got me to thinking this morning about being true to yourself and how others will change because of that. And a result that I've got is uh, my last podcast when I was talking about the, the open, authentic heart. And I think to be true to yourself, first of all, that covers the throat chakra and the heart chakra. These two centers, especially the throat chakra, where the divine ego will is operating from, our human conditioning is where our ego will comes from, our human ego. So it makes sense to think about how we can be true to ourself and others will change around you as a result of this. So when I speak about depression and I speak about um, anxiety and being detached from myself and I can go into a place of not feeling great where everything looks dim, I can make a choice in that moment to actually think on another level, to think positively. When I think about the things that happened to me and things that I did in my younger years to be accepted, to be acknowledged, and more importantly, to to reach the expectations of those around me, especially family and society. I look back on that now and I didn't know at the time, I wasn't able to understand that if I'm being true to myself, if I'm saying something that to me sounds is coming from my truth, I, I don't even have to analyze it. You know, that, that was okay. I remember once a lady came out into the swimming pool that I was in and I looked at her and um, without even thinking, I said to her, oh, you look great. When is the baby due? And her answer was, I'm not pregnant. And I remember thinking, oh my God. And that stayed with me for the whole day because I felt so bad, I felt so guilty that I'd probably upset this woman by making her believe that she was fat. In actual fact, yes, she she had some weight on her. But 
I kept thinking, I've always thought about that that moment in other times like that. And um, was I being true to myself? Was I analyzing my thoughts? Was, was I able to be in my truth? And of course I was. I was speaking what was on my mind, which I thought was true, and voicing it and the outcome of that and how I felt about myself, but more importantly, how I made that woman feel. Because in actual fact, she really wasn't uh, disturbed by it. She actually laughed about it and um, was able to explain that, yes, yeah, she'd put on a bit of weight, but um, no, she wasn't pregnant. And I reflect on many incidents like that in childhood and when we look at children, how from the mouths of babes comes innocence and that's so very true. When we were a child and we said things or we asked questions and we were always told um, children should be seen and not heard and we weren't given the confidence to actually say, no, no, that, that's not true, but it's okay. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to talk up about things and to speak what you believe is to be right for you. Our truth sometimes can, we believe, can get us into trouble. But from the distorted view of the past, what we do is we have a belief system that was based on um, some incident or experiences in our life from our past that have led us to believe that we have to be careful what we say, how we think, how we upset others. We have friends that, you know, throughout our life, we've always been there for them. We've listened to them. We've taken care of their opinions and we've actually compromised ourselves in order to make them feel better about themselves. And for me personally, I Reach of, I've reached a point now where if I have friends that are in their 60s, the same as myself, and I'm still doing that, then there's something in me that's not changing. There's something in me that's not shifting. So I'm choosing more and more to let go, not completely uh, let go of my friends, but to not be so engaged in our relationship. And it's helping me to understand that um, I'm drawing to me people that are more in line with my truth and people who are in line with their truth, where you can have a conversation, you can speak about um, Black Lives Matter, you can speak about white fragility, you can speak about anything that's uncomfortable. We can talk about politics or anything of... Um, anything that's in in line with what's happening in today's world and let's face it you know today's world isn't a comfortable world to speak up about opinions so for me i'm beginning more and more to understand that people that i can speak up to and be in my truth with are, are very valuable friends family I know that sometimes, you know, as children, we've believed that um, we should put up with things that um, maybe thinking, maybe things will change. Maybe things will change. Maybe I'll get over that. Maybe they're right and I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, it's, it's a case of me wanting so much to be liked and wanting so much approval. 
that it's led me down the, the wrong road and I've let go of my truth. When we talk about the heart chakra and the throat chakra, there's a space in between, just around our collarbone. And this is a very precious space, and it's a place that um, some people call it the seat of the soul. And if you put your finger there, it's kind of like a slight indentation that you can feel. Sometimes it can be quite painful. And this area here, it's between, as I said, between the heart and between the voice, the larynx. Um, it's the thyroid gland that is at our throat. And quite interestingly enough, the thyroid gland is where our immune system, if we have an, a healthy immune system, our thyroid gland, we can get sore throats um, or we can get neck problems, you know, if, it's, if the chakra there is out of balance. But this place just here, the seat of the soul, it's um, where we start to connect with the soul and our spirit. If my soul is on a journey of changing something from a past lifetime, if you're open to this, then we can, in a moment, choose to say something or have an opinion and to be able to voice it. And the response that we get can be very valuable in recognizing, defining, how we feel. So if we come from the heart center, which is just below the seat of the soul, the heart is actually um, the seat of emotional consciousness. And this is from Dr. Uh, Deepak Chopra, um, who talks a lot about the chakra system, who's very informed, and who for me has been someone that I've learned a lot from. I want to heal, I want to move forward, I want to be in a life where I am free of fearing what I say to others is going to upset them. I want to be able to have an opinion where it's accepted, where we can talk about that. I want to feel free enough to be able to listen to someone's opinion and not be affected by what they say and what they choose to follow. I want to be able to look at the light of God within me and what God, whatever God means to you, to be able to know that I can acknowledge that light and I can be in service to those around me. When we start to feel affected by someone, someone's attitude, someone's defense system, then we know that there's something rattling inside of us, something that doesn't feel stable. And this is where therapy comes in. And um, <clears throat> therapy is very good. You know, I, I used to believe, as I've spoken before, I used to believe that therapy and talking therapy is counseling. is only for the Americans. I've learned differently that therapy, talking therapy, uh, especially body psychotherapy, a new age way of looking at how we are in the world and how our body holds on to our pain that this can be quite healthy. It can be very significant in making life choices and changing our thoughts and our processes. Our processes along the lines of what we believe we have to do to find inner peace and happiness. Sometimes an overcrowded schedule 
and an overloaded agenda can be a symptom of fear. We are running around always trying to please people, always angry maybe because too much is expected of us. We can be angry on the surface, but underneath we are afraid. We are afraid to stop, to slow our wretched pace, to confront ourselves, and we are afraid we mightn't be loved enough. At the touch of love, everyone becomes a poet. That's the last quote uh, there by Plato. And again, that comes from Gardening the Soul, a spiritual day book, book through the seasons by Sister Stanislas Kennedy. Um, we can become overcrowded in ourselves, that small space within us where we can feel overcrowded. We can feel that there's not enough space for us to breathe, to think. So it can be easy for us to go into our um our ego mind and to to let go or to detach from our spiritual self i have to keep going back to the child because to me the inner child is very important to me the inner child is a reflection of who i am today my inner child in different aspects of my inner child at different ages never dies she's always alive she's always there reminding me reminding me that she needs to be loved. My inner child is someone that I pay a lot of attention to. Sometimes I might read to her, sometimes I might get out my stress coloring book and do some drawings. I might go out to just walk and just kick a ball with Teddy. I might just, you know, feel the wind in my face and and feel the glory of life and maybe sometimes sitting in my car with the window wound up shouting, screaming at the top of my voice, you know, if I feel agitated about something. I know it's coming from my child and it's okay. To have your voice, to speak your truth, is such a precious gift that you can give to yourself. Be true to yourself and how others will change around you is very significant. It's a very significant statement. So, you know, within all of that, I want you to know that speaking up is not a bad thing. First of all, speaking up to yourself is the best gift that you can give yourself. When we speak up and we, you know, some people say, oh, you're going crazy if you if you talk to yourself. Well, yes, I talk to myself quite a lot. I walk around the house sometimes. I ask myself questions, is this right? Am I thinking the right way? Sometimes I might have a grudge or I might have a a painful thought about a friend that's upset me. And I might be thinking how I can answer her or him um, in a way that I'm going to feel protected. And I know when that's happening, my defences are very strong. My defences are creating um, a belief in me that... Um, I'm insignificant or I'm not being heard or I don't I don't count in that moment I tell myself I forgive myself for believing it's a belief and I forgive myself for believing that anything is wrong I actually take time to think about the situation and only at that point can I arrive not feeling guilty if I think I have to let go 
of this person or this situation or this thought. And as mentioned in previous episodes, depression starts in the mind where I start to believe something and I don't talk about it. I um and ah and it goes round and round. And I think about that time in my childhood where the initial, the origins of that thought came from. I wasn't able to speak up. I wasn't able to say what I felt was right. I went into overload into protecting my mother, who as a single mother was overloaded with so much pain and emotions of her past. She was unable to give me what I needed. She wasn't able to nurture me. She wasn't able to tell me, you're a beautiful little black girl and I love you. And you can go into the world and you can be whatever you want to be. You are strong, you are competent. I trust you. I trust you, I trust your word. I trust your thoughts and you are well. I didn't get that, I didn't hear that. And um, I don't blame my mother. I look back and now I can see as a, a woman in my 60s that I can see her pain. I looked at a picture the other day and it was my two sisters holding a 60th birthday cake for my mother. And I looked at this picture and I thought, wow, I've surpassed that age. I'm now 64 and my mother, I can really relate to her now. I can really relate to her at that time. But what happened to her? Well, as I've spoke about before, you know, I found out two years ago, actually three years ago now, that my mother had had six children before she had me, and she'd never spoken about it. So all the time growing up, she'd she'd walked with this pain, she'd walked with this knowing, this guilt, this shame. And she must have reached a point where what's the point? That happened so many years ago, and what's the point of talking about it now? And it makes me sad to think that she carried so much pain. She carried so much pain and heartache and everything that had happened in her life. She believed that she would never be forgiven by her three recent children. And my sisters and I have talked about this and um, we, we all agree that mum should have spoken up. She should have talked to us about, you know, what had happened to her and the sadness that she was carrying. And my heart now, as I even think about it, really opens up in compassion and, and prayers that, you know, she's at rest, she's at peace with her life because we forgave her, but she didn't forgive herself. And if we can tell our parents while they're alive, if we can tell those that held us that were there for us as our guardians in this lifetime as children, if we can tell them that it's okay, whatever happened to you, you know, forgive yourself first and I love you still. Because unconditional love from the heart chakra really opens us up and allows us to speak our truth and to be in our truth. I want to finish with uh, another meditation today and just a, a beautiful heart chakra opening meditation. So if you sit comfortably and just take a moment to think of anything in your life where you haven't been able to express, 
maybe to a friend or a loved one. And as you sit comfortably, I want you to notice your breath with your eyes closed and breathe in very gently through your nose as your belly expands. And allow your belly to relax. And as you repeat that, breathing in and breathing out, allowing the belly to relax as you open up into the space of letting go. As you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth to stop the oxygen escaping up through the crown chakra, as you breathe in and breathe out, start to notice how your chest expands, how any anxiety or tightness on the physical level starts to soften. As you start to feel your shoulders relaxing, you're breathing evenly and balanced. As you breathe in and breathe out, we're going to open up the front of the heart center. And as you breathe out, you're going to visualize breathing out directly behind the heart center. So you're breathing in like the bow of a violin going back and forth and out. As you breathe in through the nose, opening up the heart center from the front and breathing out through the rear. You're opening up into the spine where blocked emotions can prevent us from letting go. As you breathe in and breathe out, you're specifically focusing on the heart center in the center of your chest. <sighs> and I want you to put your finger, your forefinger, on the front at the seat of the soul, just above the heart center, the breastbone, and then put your other finger in the center of your heart center. You just feel these two centers. As you listen to my voice, you're becoming completely relaxed. Just be mindful of your feet, your toes directly on the floor, connecting down into the earth feeling being held by Mother Earth. Now as you bring your attention to the top of your head, being supported by Father Heaven or Universe. So as you breathe in, you know that you're being held by the universal health, the universal health of the, the Father, and the universal health of the Mother, Mother Earth. Now with your finger on your heart, your four fingers on your heart and on the seat of the soul as you breathe in and out through the front and out through the rear. You're actually balancing the heart chakra. Breathing in through the emotional front and out through the will center of the spine. And now as you think of anyone or anything, that you need to forgive, including yourself. And breathe in evenly. You can bring in a color, a beautiful color green at the heart center. And as you breathe in this beautiful color, try not to analyze or 
too much focus on what you're doing. Just know that it's happening. It's now you're breathing in forgiveness, self-forgiveness. Breathing out and letting go of anything that you need to let go of. And as you forgive yourself for believing that you weren't good enough, that you had to be strong enough, you had to be perfect, that you hated yourself, that you weren't good enough, just breathe this out. That's all you need to do is let the breath carry it. And as you breathe in out through the mouth, what you're beginning to do is let go of the residue of pain and allowing the heart center, the center of emotional consciousness to open in its glory. And you're going to be feeling now very open, very vulnerable, and that's okay. As you draw on the energies of the earth and the universe to hold you, the spiritual nature of life is coming through you right now. The heart is the center. The heart is the center of love. Every new day is a gift we cannot produce for ourselves. The light comes and a whole new day is born. And it is different because of our reception of it. Even if the routine seems the same as yesterday, how we face today is always new. Except this world is Mount Sinai. Every moment we want manifestations, every moment God manifests and the mountain shatters. Irumi. She begin now to very gently come back into the room, twiddling your toes, moving your fingers, taking a deep breath, stretching upwards as you breathe in. Ah, I'm reaching out as you breathe out. Coming down, opening your eyes, very gently moving your shoulders up to your ears and back as you're opening up your shoulder blades. And you're back in the room. Namaste. You come to rest in the space of your well-being. This is a journey that you can take every day to open the heart, to renew yourself in the light of life. Be true to yourself and how you do that is to be in complete acceptance of yourself. This is how others around you will change. My name is Lana Lynn Marino, Lana Lynn Marino and you've been listening to, to me today um, in my podcast and thank you for joining me. I love to help people to find their purpose and on the journey that we all know is life. You can go to my journey, my website wellnessjourneys.co.uk. I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter. So check me out. I'm on Facebook and all of that takes <laughs> so much but you can find me on all those social media platforms but thank you so much for joining me today go away and have a peaceful day or evening whatever you're doing right now and wherever you are in the world know that you are loved by the light within you have a blessed day take care <laughs>